So welcome everyone to another Wealthy Teachers interview. Um, I am Dr. Derek Padilla with and your co-host. This is me, Lindsay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting so funny. It's like yeah. weird to go from a solo podcast to like co-hosted. So yeah. we're working on it. But <laughs> today I'm so excited because we have Jerisha Hawk. She is going to be our first interview of an entrepreneur who has a course that is very successful, is a huge part of her income um, in this business that she's built online. And she is a fantastic teacher. And I know I tell her that all the time. Um, and so everybody, I would love you to welcome Jerisha Hawk. Hey, hey, y'all. I'm so pumped, like super, super excited. So thanks for having me Right? On. Like when was the last time you got to talk about how cool your course is just like and how <laughs> great mean, of a teacher you are, right? <laughs> like I'm excited to have the conversation from that vantage point, especially in this entrepreneurial space yeah. where everybody's like, go build a course. But like they forget that there's a, you have to also teach. Yeah, and, like, right? Weird. Coach. They're like, make all the monies <laughs> and then... <laughs> But what yes. about like the other part, you know, like students yep. and then, yeah. So I'm excited for the combo. Yay. Cool. So yeah, why don't you give us a little bit of an intro on how you make money by teaching online? Hey, y'all. So I have a course called Services That Sell, and it teaches coaches, consultants, freelancers how to package a high ticket offer and sell it consistently using what we call the lean launch method, which is just live stream video to sales calls. And um, yeah, boom, real simple, boom. least path of resistance <laughs> to yep. converting clients, making money and being able to support clients with getting consistent results. Um, but the course has been in existence for almost like two years now, which is like yeah. wild to think about, but it's gone through three name changes, five different iterations. So we can talk about all of the evolution. Oh my gosh, of I love it. This is perfect because this is like what I teach from. I'm like, whatever you're launching right now is not the final end thing. Exactly. So cool. So how many students have you served so far? About 350 or so. Nice. Awesome. So yeah, what did it, if you can give us like quickly, like maybe some of the major milestones of changes and what possibly prompted that? Like I know a lot of what we talk about too with my students is messaging is like one of the things that, and especially in build a better beta, we're like, you want to get your product out there, but know that you're fine tuning your messaging. So I know you recently changed, um, your name to services that sell and like exactly that explanation of who you serve and how you serve them has gotten more tighter as you've been selling on a webinar, you know, evergreen for the last year and a half as well. Like, I know how important that fine tune message is, but if you can kind of go back to the beginning and um, talk a little bit about maybe some of the major things you changed and what you found out about who your audience was and how you could best help them. Yeah, totally. Well, the first version was trash. It was <laughs> like I was going through lead pages uh, maybe a week or so ago and like I saw the old landing pages. For oh, I love it. I for, oh my gosh. It was so, I'm like, people bought <laughs> Maybe this we'll thing? screenshot that yeah, below with Jerisha's nice. Oh, I'd yeah. be willing to share. So the first, so really all this started because I used to do one-on-one -on -one coaching. Mm. And after I was working with clients and starting to see that there was a process that I was taking clients yeah. through to get results, I was like, okay, how can I leverage this one-on-one -on -one service that I've been doing to package this into more of a curriculum, a proven process where, you know, the teaching cannot be documented, but I have more uh, capacity to be able to coach multiple clients. Yeah. So that's where it all, it started with one-on-one -on -one clients. And then, you know, you have somewhat of a confidence when you're doing one-on-one, -on -one, then I don't know why there was this 
drop in messaging, I think for me, or this difficulty with messaging, like how do I now communicate this to the masses versus me mm. having to just customize it one-on-one. So there was, I would say that was a pivotal point, just going from one-on-one to group format. Um, but the first program was called Launch Your Hustle. And ah. it was really helping anyone who had a nine to five build a business on the side. While that sounds jazzy, <laughs> um, I don't, it was not the smartest from like a messaging positioning standpoint. Cause it's anybody who has a nine to five, which is like, hello, 90% <laughs> yeah. of America who wants to have a side hustle, which is like, hello, 70% of America. We're talking, <laughs> I'm trying to like help everybody. Yeah. And I, I converted my first six clients into that and realized that I was trying to solve way too many problems yep. in that and for way too many different people. Um, and kind of even going through my own struggles with that, that's really what also allowed me to fine tune the framework because that's when the pop method got created, like pick one problem, pick one person, package one process was through my own challenges. So probably after maybe three or four months of selling it as Launch Your Hustle, I turned it into FFI, which is f- fixed income. <laughs> I, I was that's like, a good one. I, right? You know, I was like, how do I lean into more of who the person is? And it was like, you know, this disgruntled, angry corporate America professional who was just like mm. tired of living paycheck to paycheck. Um, but still, it wasn't really clear on the problem. I was getting closer on like the frustration of the person but not necessarily the the problem, like the the really clear path. Like, what's the recipe that we're going to be able to implement to get the final meal, the finished product? Yeah. So we launched FFI. FFI did really well, though. I think uh, just because of the name, probably. And yeah, it's passion. a good one. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. You're kind of highlighting a real thing that maybe people haven't. I it, it's an angle on the idea of a salary in a mm-hmm. different way, for sure. Yeah. Um, so there probably maybe 30 students went through that. And, um, when I started thinking about, okay, do I ever want to run Facebook ads to this or do I ever want to trademark this? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, so I have to change the name. Uh, Mm -hmm. and that's really where I started to drill down even further. So the content now at this point is went through two different iterations from the actual curriculum perspective and two different names. And then I started to drill down, okay, what's a name that really represents the end result that people will get Mm -hmm. by the time they finish? And it's like, they'll have a service that sells. I have a well-packaged offer and they'll know how to actually sell it consistently. So that's where the name came from. Um, And then since services that sell has been in existence, you know, it's probably about another 250, 275 students who've gone through that iteration and that course itself has gone through three different curriculum enhancements. Mm -hmm. So that's at least how the name changed and then also some insight on how the curriculum changed. Um, but once we got into services that sell, you know, I kind of look at it like my, who are my alpha students, who are my beta students, and then what's the mm-hmm. delta? Yep. And I think services that sell is when we got to the point where this is like, we know that we can get results. We know that people actually want it. We just, how do we now do it consistently and make it a little bit more seamless in regards to how we attract clients and how we support them? Mm. Um, so within services that sell, the main thing we started paying attention to is, you know, I documented every single question that a student ever asked at what point they asked it. And then that started to really identify some gaps in how we were teaching and in the curriculum, which was, you know, preventing students from being able to actually apply what they were learning and get the results that were promised in the program. And that's where the iterations within services that sell came and changed. 
Yes. I love it. Perfect. That's exactly what we teach. (laughs) Yep. Exactly. Oh, well, great. Guys, uh, (laughs) let's go to better data. Yeah. Yay. (laughs) What kind of team did you have for support around doing all of that work? Because it is a lot of work to collect and then implement changes to your course. So for a very long time, it was just uh, me, myself, and I. The hot hustle. Yeah, hot hustle was in full effect. Straight up. (laughs) Um, Today, you know, after, you know, now that we're evergreen and students are enrolling all the time, we just brought on a services that sell coach. So this is just one person that's in the program that really helps students uh, implement what it is that we're teaching. And then um, one support person that's responsible for all customer support, failed payments, and payment recovery. Hmm. Yeah, we so just just two contractors. Yep, <laughs> yeah, it's mm-hmm. very cool. So, what are you thinking um, is working really well in your course? Like, I always love catching up with you and seeing how you're experimenting with motivating students and getting them, you know, to take action. And um, uh, for people listening to this episode too, like Jerisha is very active on like Instagram and has um, does Instagram ra- lives regularly and Facebook lives regularly, and she is just. She just carries people through, like tells them how it is and like is very motivating. So I love hearing about what's working for teachers who are doing, doing their thing, making it happen. What's working in your course right now? What are your students loving that you're doing? I'd say the thing that they're loving is that we are under promising and over delivering very consistently. Um, and I think when you nice. when you nail down your offer and get clear, this is the one result we're going to promise students, it makes it easy to over deliver. Because Mm. anything else you give or any other transformation that takes place is beyond the promise of what was on the sales page. They're blown away. Yep. Yep. Yeah. They're like, what? Oh my gosh, there's more. I'm like, yes. Wait till you get to module Mm. two. There's even Mm. more that's going to get released. Um, (laughs) But I think that goes back into what you were saying initially was like with the messaging and getting clear that this is the specific promise that we are delivering. So it Mm. makes it easy to over deliver on everything else. Um, mm-hmm. And I'd say second is the community that we have. I mean, yeah. most courses come with a Facebook group. And uh, I, I, what I'm hearing from my students is that so many other programs that they've been in, the Facebook group is completely dead yep. or, <laughs> you know, very low engagement is really just... Or the teacher's uh, never there, right? Yeah. Te- like, right. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you yeah. know, which just imagine if that were college and it's like, oh, here's yeah. this classroom yeah. and the teacher never shows up. Like that would be terrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> So one, I think our community is really thriving too, but you know, we spend, I think we've built in a lot of automation that makes it easier for myself and for our services that sell coach to be present, to not have Mm. to worry about administrative things. So I I don't know if my students realize that that's something that we've built in, but that's, I'll say that's probably something that we do really well, that that results in them having a a very great experience is, you know, Mm. similar to like when people are launching their course and let's say they're using emails they build out a full email campaign over a two or three week time frame to be able to guide somebody through the sale. Yep. But what I think is interesting is once the program starts, there's no email campaign to support that client <laughs> right. through yeah. the program. Um, and we've identified, you know, because we were doing a lot of auditing on the course in the throughout the years, we know where people have emotional hangups yep. where they get fear and we know exactly like 15 days in is where people have yep. the first freak out moment. Yep. And then it's like literally on the 15th day. Yeah, bu- yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then, you know, normally about three to four weeks and they have another major 
like valley moment where they have to help get overcome. So, mm-hmm. you know, part of the course content, you know, there's an email sequence on the back end and also some manual touch points that we give. You know, we text our students when they enroll, we call our students on that 15th day. Um, in addition to that email sequence on the back end that anticipates where they're going to have hangups, and we create content that lets them know beforehand that, hey, in about a week, you're going to have this experience. Yeah, this is normal. Yeah, you're normalizing. Is, yep. Yeah, yep. normalizing and also giving them the tools on how to handle those ex- moments it. when it does come up. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something that, that, that works really, really well for us and also helps our students move through the program. And I don't, nobody's ever said like, oh my God, those emails were the thing, but the psychology of what we're seeing and where they're getting hung up and when they read it, we're definitely noticing, um, you know, more momentum on more Mm -hmm. consistent momentum. So I'd say those two things were doing really well. See guys, she's an amazing teacher because I like, it's so funny because I just finished my book and a huge piece of, I know. I just, sorry. (laughs) I know. Um, but it's funny because a lot of people, that's what I think is missing in the, how to create a course space is this idea of the emotional landscape of the students. Mm -hmm. There's so much focus on like, Oh, well they're not getting through the content or they aren't completing the course. And I'm like, well, why it's not. And everyone thinks it's the teacher's fault. In many cases, they're blaming themselves and it is on some level, but the thing that they're not looking at is like, oh, the reason why the student isn't finishing is because we're asking them to do a really f***ing hard thing. (laughs) Like literally, what is the hardest thing you can ask somebody? Oh, I don't know. Go sell a course, right? So I know too in my course exactly the moment that they're going to doubt themselves, whatever. And it's funny because I can almost say without fail, we say this to our students too. It's like, module three is usually the big meat of your course. It's like module two or three, right? And that's where you're probably teaching the thing that they signed up for. And they're going to put in every sort of sabotaging, self-sabotaging thing for them to not do the thing, even though they bought it and they really want the outcome. And so it's this funny mix of if you're not guessing where your students are going to stumble or get scared or doubt themselves, you're not helping them motivate and move through. You're what I'm seeing a lot in this space is people like basically wiping their hands and saying, well, they just, it's their responsibility. I, you know, I got the sale. Mm-hmm. I made the content, the content's, there. the content's waiting for them. Why aren't they finishing? Right. And I was just like, what? You're like not missing that la- layer. What is that called? Extra layer. There we go. Mm-hmm. You're, you're missing like you're the extra dealing, layer in consideration. Yeah. Like you're dealing with a human being. Like a we forget that. Like that's <laughs> trying to learn something. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Not just learn, but like take learn. action. Take action. You're right. right. It's not even just learning. It's actually the motivation to do something right. against everything that mm-hmm. they like in their body that's trying to protect them. I mean, there's so many different layers to this in business. When you're helping someone build a business, like we know how hard it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just you can build in safety nets. I call them safety nets to catch people at certain points in your course Mm -hmm. when you know it's about to get hard. And the more you're honest about it with them, they, um, and the more you're able to step in and exactly build the manual touch points, even for 350 students, not everyone's at the same place at the same time. So it's just a quick and easy, you know, automatic maybe thing that happens in your project management system or someone on your team is responsible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We have the, we have them set their launch date when they're launching their course. And then once that date approaches, they unlock, uh, 
based on the calendar date, a call with Lindsay. Yeah. So I, the bonus we have is like a, a hot seat call for a launch, but they have to earn it. Right. Mm-hmm. And the, so there's lots of different ways to like add those safety nets. So I appreciate you sharing that because I think that's going to be really valuable for people. We don't have an email sequence to catch people. No. Yeah. That's one thing we need to look into, yeah. but it's a little different. Like, I don't, I don't know if we could say it's day 15 and day 21 or, you know, <laughs> something like that. Cause everyone comes in doing different things at different paces. Yeah. So that's why it's like, it's, attached to the launch date because but we could though on the tail end of that like if they decide not to stick with their launch which people do Mm -hmm. and that's okay what what do we do to bring them back in so yeah very cool Mm yeah so i'm curious drisha in your business where does the course fit in like is is your business essentially 100 percent your course or do you still have services outside of the course We've I've been going all in on the course because I wanted it to mm-hmm. be my number one focus and attention. So probably for the mm-hmm. last probably like year, year and a half since I started evergreening it, that's been the only thing that we've sold. So yeah. I'd say about 96% of my income has been strictly from services that sell, um, which has actually been, it was terrifying at first to say, I'm going to just double totally. down on this, but, but it was the smartest thing that I could have done because- mm-hmm. You know, it, it allows you to get into the weeds of every aspect of being able to not only attract clients into it, sell it, but also to deliver on the back end, mm-hmm. which I think is it's also opened my eyes to where there are opportunities for us to put, you know, additional automation or enhancements in. Mm-hmm. Just how do we make this like how do we really make this program world class Um where everybody that comes in, you know, I, I was telling Lindsay about this before, about 70, 75% of our students who enroll earn a full return on their investment within 90 days of being in the program. Nice. And I'm like, th- I want to maintain that. And I want that to be the norm. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've doubled down. And then just this, maybe a month ago, um, is when we introduced a new offer called Leverage, but it's still very much aligned with the ser- so services mm-hmm. that sell, teaches them how to sell a four-figure one-on-one service. And then leverage teaches them now that you've sold your services one-on-one and you've gotten results consistently, how do we now leverage this into a high ticket group program mm-hmm. into your leveraged offer? So even though, you know, we just introduced that, like I said, a month ago, um, and it, but it's a very natural, you know, evolution yep. with what mm-hmm. somebody would experience from services that sell. I love it. I love this conversation because I think it's so important. I think it took me a little while, like I came into my own understanding of this as well, because I wanted to fight it a little bit too. Um, but this idea that a course is an asset in your business that can pay back over and over again. And so if you're not giving it its due time, <laughs> effort, energy, money, focus, like all the things, um, you're not going to ever make it something world class. And then you release the next thing. And the other thing is sitting there half done when you could have gone all in. And I think that that's a common mistake that a lot of entrepreneurs make where they're like, oh, that launch only sold like five people. I better get something else because they're expecting something huge. And it's like, no, but like those five people believed in you (laughs) and like wanted your help and you helped them. What can we do to bring in more people and keep focusing? And I think when we look at it as something that can give back to us, right? Because now you can just keep making it better and better. You don't have to start over. So many times people are just relaunching new things. And it's almost like, I don't know, they're like trying to hit some magic lottery thing of like, Mm -hmm. oh, like this will be the thing that makes me a bajillion dollars. And it's like, no, but you've never focused on one thing to help you make money. And so I love, I I appreciate you sharing that because there's like a huge reality behind the benefit of doing that because then you are known as 
one of the best people that teaches on that topic because you've given it the effort that it deserves. Yeah. I think people are too quick, like swiping left on Tinder. Mm. It's like if you <laughs> if introduce a product and it's like, oh, I'm going to date it this one time. Uh, I don't know. The guy, only, you know, they only showed up or they showed up later. Only one person showed up to dinner or whatever. And then you just delete it and go on to the next thing. It's like you're Keep, constantly... Mm-hmm dating, 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 dating. And you're wondering like, why is my business not giving me the commitment or the Mm. consistency that I want? It's like, you won't ever commit. You're not committed. (laughs) And there's no consistency. What's the problem? It's you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. And I'm not sure if that's a good way to think about business, but it always, I think about it like dating because it makes it very practical. And it's like, yeah, go steady with it for, you know, nine months (laughs) or like a year. Hey, it could be just a phase, Jerisha. It could. And, and everyone you know, needs that phase a little bit. courses yeah. a little bit. I, <laughs> which is cool. But when you know like, okay, this could be the thing. This could be the thing. Yeah. You know, yep. Get coaching, go to counseling, you know, figure some things out and let's double yeah. down. <laughs> totally. I love it. What's the, what's your favorite part about having a course in your business? Oh man. Or the as lot. your business, we should say. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. For right now it is as, I mean, the biggest thing for me is like the lives that we're able to change. It's, mm. I, I think sometimes, and I know like this, like recently for me, it's been really a difficult time personally in my life and professionally in my career within the business. And I was just speaking at an event this weekend and like, this is a, like, okay, this is why I do what I do. Um, and I can't forget about the students that we're impacting. I think mm-hmm. sometimes running online businesses, even though you get to touch the customer, you don't get to see the customer and like feel the customer mm-hmm. like you would if in a retail store. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes I forget about like the whole human on the other end of the transformation that's taking place. And when I was at an event this weekend, there was a student there that was one of the very first students that enrolled in Launch Your Hustle. And then there was a student that had just recently enrolled in services that sell. Mm -hmm. And it was just this full circle, like, you know, and they're just telling me about the results they've been able to get and the success they've had. And not just from their business, but like, the evolution in their being, like who they've become and how mm. their mind sh- mindset has evolved. And just, it was just, that is the thing that is the most rewarding is, you know, and that's kind of the bigger mission for why I do what I do. Like I want to see more women and more people of color making more money um, mm-hmm. and learning how to articulate their value and learning how to, mm. you know, sell themselves so they can position themselves for elevated rates and elevated price points, change mm-hmm. their family dynamic, like all the things there. But like being able to just remind myself and get those reminders when I get to go in person and actually meet our students. Um, I had another student that came to Detroit. She's from Jamaica. And I'm like, you came all the way. You know, she's like, she was really going to Chicago, made a pit stop in Detroit so we could meet. Oh, nice. But, you know, I'm saying that casually, but like, you know, like it's Mm -hmm. that to me is just so, you know, Mm -hmm. like, and it's, I, I think that is just realizing that when we choose to be obedient to our gifts and choose to show up and actually teach Mm -hmm. with confidence and sell so we actually can enroll students and help them. Like there's just so much, uh, there's there's just this beautiful ripple effect that happens in the world. And that just gets me giddy. And that's like, Mm -hmm. that's really what I love most about, about the businesses you know, it probably even for you, like being a teacher, like I remember yep. Mr. Wellman, my ninth grade architecture teacher who changed my life. Like mm. that, that's the thing that I love to be able to think about is I'll be able to kind of make that imprint too on the students that I get to serve. A thousand percent. Mm-hmm. And you're just actually bringing me back 
to the scale of success summit that we had in March, where I taught a little bit of our process. And um, I think I opened with your favorite teacher growing up. And was it Mr. Bell that you shared that he wrote you that note? Yeah, yeah, Mr. Wellman. He was like, Mr. that Wellman. was that was the guy, you know? Can like, you share a little bit with that? Because I think it's actually really powerful. And I like actually one of the last questions we asked people are who were your te- favorite teacher growing up. So maybe you could share a little bit about him because I think um, it's really powerful to like connect to the people that we've touched and recognizing that or that have touched us and recognizing that we can actually have that same impact on people. It just looks a little different than it would maybe in an institution. Right. But yeah. <laughs> share a little bit about him. Yeah. Yeah. So I was uh, in high school and I, I don't know if you guys used to play The Sims as kids, but that was like my go to yeah, game. <laughs> right. Like that was my thing. Um, and I signed up for architecture class because it was like, OK, this is real life Sims. And Mr. Wellman was the teacher. <laughs> And it was a joint class of architecture and engineering. And I vividly mm. remember saying, like, you know, I, I'm, there's no way I can be an engineer. Like, it's yeah. I'm not smart enough to be an engineer. Mm-hmm. So I kind of I loved design, loved architecture, but there was also a really big part of me that settled in that classroom because I didn't think I was smart enough to be the engineer. And Mr. Wellman always would introduce me and kind of give me projects that would still involve engineering, just to kind of like you know, show me that I could and was capable of doing it. Um, and we just, I would skip other classes to go hang out in his classroom. Mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. skip lunch, you know, or bring my lunch and I'd go back to his classroom to be able to work. And like, we just had a really good dynamic relationship. Um, but then kind of interesting enough, my sec- I started off college in, in, in architecture and my sophomore year kind of life happened and I made a decision to switch to civil engineering. And it was those little seeds that Mr. Wellman planted in me in high school that even gave me the courage to be able to switch my major to engineering when I was in college. And it's like me becoming an engineer is so like was probably one of the smartest things I've ever done in my life because Mm -hmm. it has been the foundation of what has made me successful in every other area of my life. Like learning Mm -hmm. how to think through processes. All engineering is problem solving. And all yep. life is just a bunch of problems. Like, so it's yep. been really, it's helped me navigate. It allowed me to get this amazing career and get exposed to uh, running hundreds of millions of dollars in, in project budgets, which mm-hmm. also is a huge reason why I've been successful in business is yep. I got to see it. So it's just been this ripple effect again. Yep. Um, and I wonder, like, I didn't think about it like this either, but I had really good teachers and I wonder if that, you know, and they just showed so much compassion and like love and care for their students. They, like, Mr. Wellman, especially, he never just treated us like another kid that would come in and like, he cared mm. about us um, as individuals outside of just being his students. And I just wonder if, I don't know, I'm thinking about it now, like, has that always been playing a role into how I teach today? Mm-hmm. So yeah, shout out to Mr. Wellman, if you ever listen to this. Yeah, let's tag him on Instagram. <laughs> 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 but so yeah that was really awesome and even like kind of a funny story we were at home depot guys we just bought a house and we <laughs> yes, were laughing about there but crazy enough my sixth grade orchestra teacher we were walking in me and my fiance and uh his name was mr rose and i didn't remember him until he he was like jerisha hawk i was like <laughs> who is this man he was like, I was your sixth grade orchestra teacher. I'm like, oh, oh my gosh. God. <laughs> so, you know, and he said he's been following me on Facebook and Aww. like he's been watching. Yep. But it's just like it can have this. You never even know as the student how you yep. may be impacting the teacher. 
and, so and vice versa. So I just wanted to share that because that happened like a couple weeks ago. <laughs> no, I love it. And I think I, I what I like people connecting with, because I think there's something, do, would you call yourself a teacher like in your business? Because I think that's a label that at least people who follow me are, are really comfortable with. Like, does that feel like something you would put on yourself? Like, yeah, I'm teaching these folks. Like I'm a teacher, I'm an educator, I'm showing up in that way. Or do you like more associate yourself with a coach? Um, is that a label that you're playing with? I need to, because when you said it mm. at the beginning of this, I was like, yeah. whoa, I am a teacher. <laughs> like you're a really good teacher. Yeah. You know, totally. And, yeah. by, and I wonder too, like, but it's interesting when I go and try to explain what I do to people who don't know our world, I always hmm. say business, co- it takes a minute for me to get them. But when my fiance explains it, he's like, oh, she teaches people online. I'm like, just, yeah. And oh, that's it's, interesting. And it's, it's, so I think, I think part of it might be an ego thing. Like, oh, we need mm. to have these like heavier titles that are like co- consultant and like all this stuff. It's mm. like, no, I create curriculum. I yeah, teach people right? how to get results within a business with, with a business focus, but that's really more of what I do. So when you said that at the beginning of this interview, I'm like, I need to, I need to adopt that and just own that. Mm. So I love it. it. Well, it's funny because I think that's like part of my mission with this podcast oh. is like, <laughs> I want entrepreneurs to see themselves as teachers. Um, you don't have to run around like, cause I do think it is hard to explain to someone else. Cause every time we say we help people create courses online, they're mm-hmm. like, Oh, like for a college. Right. right. Cause there's just that mainstream aspect that. of teacher uh. means they're in like some sort of institution. I think that's changing and we're the forefront of that. But there is something with the label of teacher that I think having been in a classroom and then coming to this space, like, man, if you own it, like you're recognizing that what you're doing is exactly what you're saying, like bigger than being a consultant. Like there's an emotional relationship. uh, I don't even know, like spirit, even spiritual like thing that you have with students that you've helped move through something you created. There's nothing like that. Like that's teaching. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's beautiful for you to share you know, and that's what I want people to recognize too, because most people listening have been through a school system, most people. And so they have this connection maybe to an amazing teacher or educator. And I want them to tap into that when they think about creating courses, Mm -hmm. because it can feel so disconnected and so marketer, like oriented, like money focused when it's like in reality, like you're changing people's lives and you have the ability to do that. Not only that, it's maybe they, they have a teacher in mind when they think of their favorite teacher, but they think, Oh, I have, I don't want to be a teacher. Like I don't want to go to school and become a teacher, but you can have that same experience and that, like that fullness in your heart when you, when you help a student and see that, that you've changed their life by not without even being in a part of an institution Yep. that you have your own product. That's a course and you're changing people's lives through that product. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, thank you for sharing your struggle with even or like even not connecting to that word, because mm-hmm. I think that's part of why um, it's funny, because we decided to interview both, you know, entrepreneurs who are stepping into becoming teachers or that that label, which is you, and then like educators who are becoming entrepreneurs, and they doubt themselves in the entrepreneur space. But I'm trying to highlight, like how valuable their experience in a classroom has been. Yeah. So I think it's like and serving both. I think you and I both remember the question of do we stay or do we leave the teaching positions uh, because we're letting go of our students and that was like mm-hmm. hard to do yeah but you have more students we have other students that we're helping here yeah our impact is bigger mm-hmm. that's like literally yeah. why it, yeah 
Anyways, sorry. You're okay. <laughs> processing over here. Well, don't worry about it. Well, even hearing, <laughs> even hearing you say like why some entrepreneurs don't see themselves as teachers. Like I, I, the first thing that came to mind as I was like listening to you guys process through that is like most teachers I know don't get paid well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Boom. And if, it, hence like, the name of the podcast. Hence yeah. the name of the yeah. podcast. And it's just yep. like, mm-hmm. you know, I think many of us can... I wonder if many of us, or even myself now, like attached, like, oh, if I'm a teacher, that mm. means that if I own that label, that means that people are going to expect me to charge less or I'm going to be expected to earn less than oh, what I actually get earned. Mm. And yeah, for sure. Versus like, you know, leading with, I don't know, the a business thing. coach consultant. Yeah. yeah. No, totally. Fair enough. Right. Or CEO, I just, I just right? wonder. I mean, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I, I mean, I think that's the cool part is it's multifaceted. And I would even say like, even as a teacher in an online course that I have, a lot of what we do is coaching, right. like mindset stuff. That's mm-hmm. coaching. Like, you know, that's not happening as much in an academic facing like kind of classroom. So fair enough. There's therapists, there's therapy that's <laughs> happening. Like it's all of it. But I think just knowing and honoring those different roles that we play is part of it. And like, owning what the teacher thing is. And I think it, yeah, it, it opens up the space for like deeper relationships, just what you're talking about with your students. And that, that is a positive and that's why we do it. So when you own teacher, you get to, I don't know, like experience the, the, the expansiveness that comes with that role, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's also what allows the most successful programs that I've been in. They are teachers and their coaches. Like there's, mm. It's yep. not like th- I've been in programs where they just teach and, yep. you know, I, you may not get the best results or they just they just coach, but there's no curriculum to be able to support. Mm, so it's I, messy. Yeah. I, yeah, it's messy. And, I, you know, even going back to your question of what do I think we're doing really well, I think there's a really healthy balance between here's an opportunity for us to give you teach you knowledge and teach you information. But here's also mm-hmm. coaching to help you implement and apply. Move through it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. It's both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Well, this has been a fun conversation. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for stopping by. And um, where are you hanging out? I know I alluded to it a little bit um, in the middle of our chat there, but where <laughs> where can people find you online? Yeah. So if anybody wants to learn more about services that sell, you can actually visit services that sell.com, get on the wait list and we can send you some more info. Um, if you want to see like behind the scenes of what's going on in the business and hang mm-hmm. out with me more intimately, you can follow me at on Instagram at Jerisha Hawk. Or on Facebook. We have a Facebook group, but you can just find me at Jerisha Hawk there as well. Perfect. Yay. And she's super fun to hang out with. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Highly Lizzie. recommend being her friend. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for stopping by, and we'll see you next time. Later, Gators. <laughs>